Question for you. Who is the greatest teacher when developing young players? A, the coach. B, the parents. C, the game itself. Or D, video games. I'm curious as to what your answer would be. And uh, if you are involved in USA Hockey, I can, I can guess what your answer will be, at least if you're drinking the ADM Kool-Aid. Um, but this was a, an actual question on an age module that I've been going through. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about this, obviously, but before we dive into that, um, I wanted to actually say, I've, I've actually been really impressed with this age module. Um, if you're not familiar with the USA Hockey system, you've, you've got to get your your coaching certificates, your, your level one, two, three, four, or five. Uh, but then each year, depending on what age group you're coaching, um, you need to do an age module. So as long as you're going to be working with mites, you got to do the mite age module. Uh, if you're working with squirts, you got to do the squirt age module. So it's just a, it's a kind of a quick course in that basically outlines some of the stuff that you should be teaching, um, at whatever age group you're going to be working with that year. So I've been going through the U10 age module, and, and like I said, it's actually, it's been good. I know there's, there are times where I come down kind of hard on some of the stuff USA Hockey presents, or at least in the ways that they present it, um, but I have actually really enjoyed most of, of this module. Uh, one of the parts, though, that this is kind of what we're talking about that stuck out to me, is again, it's um, the way that small area games are being positioned. And I'm not against small area games. I actually quite like them. But you can't use small area games without understanding the development sequences. And you can't use small area games under the assumption that all you got to do is set up the small area game and the kids are going to teach themselves via the game. Um, which actually, that that is still being positioned that way. Now, the thing that USA Hockey is doing, in this module at least, they, they are giving a lot of other good, really good information, useful information. But then when it comes to the small area games, they're so hot on these small area games. They really love them to the point where they're, you know, they're saying things that I think, even if they're somewhat true, like this, this question, the, the correct answer, according to this age module, is the game itself. That's what they want you to know. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they want you to pick. Now, that may be true. In fact, I, I, it, I don't know. It, it goes a little bit back and forth in my mind. But even if it's true, I think it's dangerous to pitch it as hard as they're pitching it. You know, you, you'll hear things like this um, in the module I'm going through. Um, they talked about, you know, kids used to have the pond. And the pond isn't as available now as it used to be. So what we got to do is bring the pond indoors so that the kids can have the pond experience during practice. Um, they'll say stuff like, you know, set up the small area game, get out of the way and let the kids teach themselves. Uh, and they also talk about the skill development that happens in small area games. Now there is skill development, but it's not technical skill development. A small area game is not going to teach a kid the proper knee bend. We need to understand that. As much as we may love small area games, and you may be, you, you, you may be more of a small area game fan than I am. I know there are probably a lot of people that are. Um, 
but you you can't deny some simple facts. A, a small area game is not going to teach a player how to properly give and receive a pass, technically speaking. Um, you know, a small area game is not going to teach a player how to do a backwards cross under. Now that's fine. I don't believe that there is such thing as a magic bullet that is going to teach everything, you know, just set up this drill and your kids will be better skaters. Just set up this drill and your kids will magically learn how to give and receive a pass at full speed and, and, you know, all these different concepts. I don't think that, I think that there has to be a time and place for everything. Um, on that same token, you're not going to develop certain skills by running nothing but flow drills or by running nothing but skill drills, individual skill drills, skating drills. So I think that there needs to be uh, definitely a time and a place for all these different drill types. And I think that the coaches need to be active in what they're teaching. So don't get confused. And the reason why why I worry about this is because, um, you know, in a place, I I live in Salt Lake. So I'm here. Um, You know, we've got a fairly wide range of coaching experience at the local levels here. So you've got some guys that really know what they're doing. You know, maybe they've come from, you know, from junior programs where they used to play. Um, you know, maybe uh, we've got a, a handful of guys that grew up in Canada in my organization. They seem to, uh, you know, be pretty solid coaches. But you also have coaches that are just getting started. They haven't had a lot of experience. And they're going through these age modules. They're going through their, their certifications and everything else. And they hear that. And I think that it's, inter- I, in fact, I know it's interpreted oftentimes as, wow, so, so really, I really don't need to know what I'm doing. I just need to set up a game and, you know, the kids will, will learn how to play hockey without me really having to know what I'm doing. So that's, that's good. You know, it sounds, it, it makes it sound, I guess, less intimidating to get started as a coach, but then at the same time, it, I think it has a tendency to promote laziness among the coaches. And so that's what I'm worried about. And so when we get questions like that, and when we get this rhetoric of, hey, don't worry about it. Just get out of the way. The kids need to be pond hockey, you know, having more experience with pond hockey anyways. So just set up the game. Let the kids have the experience. Get out of the way. Um, I think it just promotes lazy, lazy coaching and sloppy players. You know, if you take a look back, look at, look at hockey in the 70s and the 80s, or even, you know, even earlier than that. And compare it with what we see today on the ice. Um, you know, what does the skating look like? What does the goaltending look like? What does the passing look like? Um, it, the game today is a much more crisp game. It's a lot more technically sound. Well, why is that? You know, the, the NHLs, the NHLers, back in the 60s, 70s, even into the 80s, they were products of the pond. They legitimately were. Um, through the mid-90s, that's when you had, uh, you know, real structured development camps. Um, you know, coaching was starting to be taken more seriously. You know, USA Hockey, Hockey Canada, they started pushing their coaching certification programs better, developing better. The game became more scientific, which is what, what's supposed to happen. Games evolve. Um, that improvement wasn't due to more pond. That improvement was due to more structured development, in my opinion. It's, I don't think it's even just my opinion. I know that kids play 
less pond hockey now and even when I was a kid than they did, you know, 30, 40 years ago. So pond hockey is fun, but it tends to be sloppy. Um, there are definitely things that can and should be developed in a pond hockey environment or in a small area games environment. But the technical aspects of the game, they have to be taught in certain ways, and it's not done in small area games. <laughs> so hopefully I've made that clear enough. I know I've beaten that drum to death. Um, but, you know, it's the modules that I've been going through, they've been great. They really have been, and I give credit where credit's due. But I just I get concerned when I see the way that the small area games are pitched. Just because I think to an inexperienced coach, that can be, even if that's not the intent with USA Hockey, I have seen it interpreted in error. I've seen it interpreted as, wow, this is a magic bullet. Let me just get a whole bunch of small area games. We'll do six stations and we'll have small area games at all of them. And, you know, the kids will have fun and they'll teach themselves and it'll be amazing. (laughs) It'll be a hockey utopia. Um, And it just, it doesn't work like that. You'll see kids developing bad habits and, uh, you know, you you do still need to teach skill work. And small area games can definitely be part of your development model, but it can't be um, the only thing you do. And even when you do the small area game, and USA Hockey is good about mentioning this, you got to know the purpose of that drill. What is it that that drill is working on? What is it that, that drill is developing? And, uh, you know, don't, lay, don't, don't sit back and let the whole thing just run itself. You know, be, be in the players' ears. Be, you know, chirping them, making sure that they're, that they're working hard, making sure that they're developing the skill that's supposed to be developed within that small area game. And you'll have more success with that. So don't be lazy as coaches. Learn how to teach the fundamentals. Learn how to develop skills from one skill to the next. Learn how to combine skills so the players are executing a proper skating stride while executing a proper stick handle or deke or pass, right? Um, Teach the tactics. Teach puck protection. Teach support. And then once those skills have at least been touched on, at least been mentioned, then yes, select a small area game that applies those skills and those tactics in a game-like environment, a game-like situation. That's really the beauty of small area games. The beauty of small area games is you can set up a situation that mimics something that they'll see in a game, but that the whole point of this little small area game that you're doing is to work on that skill over and over and over and over. Um, that's where you see small area. That's where, where I believe small area games are used well. And you can even explain that. You should explain that to the kids, you know, in a, in a good practice, you'll go through and you'll say, Hey, you know, Hey, we just worked on our stops and starts and we worked on our, uh, you know, misdirections with the puck. Now we're going to use a game. Now we're going to play a game that works on some of those stops, stops and starts has you using some misdirections and, uh, you know, put you in a situation where you can really practice these skills with some pressure, with some game-like pressure and apply these skills. That's where the beauty of small area games lies. And when they're used properly, they're very effective at solidifying skills that have already been uh, introduced, you know, applying skills that have already been introduced. So like I always say, that's my, 
That's my two cents worth on that. Um, but kudos to USA Hockey. The module is good. I just wanted to clarify that one point on small area games is, uh, you know, we just got to make sure that we use them properly. So have a great day or night, whenever it is you're listening to this, and we'll talk again soon.